Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. I'm about to hop on Instagram live for my Wednesday morning tea live. So we are going to head on right now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to morning tea live. Shields. So today's topic is going to be radical honesty and meeting our needs. I was debating between the two topics and then I was like, well, they're related. We can mesh them together and talk about both of them. So as always, let's start with just a grounding breath. So if you have the space to put a hand on your heart, closing out the eyes, taking a deep breath in and release. And just noticing how your breath is feeling in this present moment. Noticing any sounds, distractions, thoughts, body sensations, emotions, resistance. Just noticing anything that's coming up in this present moment. And deepening the breath to show your body that you're safe. and maybe doing any organic movement that your body is asking for, maybe some neck rolls or some side stretches, anything at all. Okay, so your girl's fresh out of the shower, (laughs) and I was going to start this right at 11.11, and then my grandpa called. So, and we know when grandpa calls and I don't answer, he gets real worried for a little baby. All right, so let's dive in. And we'll plug in my phone. So radical honesty and meeting our needs. So what is radical honesty? Radical honesty is a topic that I used to have so much resistance about because (laughs) when I would be doing this healing work on myself with my mentor and she would say, you're not being honest with yourself. And I, I would get so defensive and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not lying. And she's like, but you're not actually looking at what's happening. And I would wrangle with her because I would be like, I don't get it. Like I am telling you what's happening. Like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's happening. But what would happen that I can now see in retrospect is that I would use a lot of justifications, valid excuses, some non-valid excuses, and I would avoid myself. I would avoid what was actually happening because when we are radically honest with what's happening for ourselves, we can feel immense amount of shame, which then brings up fear, which then brings up sadness, which then brings up a whole array of emotions that are not enjoyable to experience. So as humans, we are masters at deluding ourselves. We can convince ourselves of anything. How many times can you think of when you were like, 
oh, I'll just start eating healthy tomorrow, or oh, I'll start working out tomorrow, or oh, I'll break up with that abusive boyfriend, you know, uh, some other time because he's really nice sometimes, you know, like <clears throat> we make so many excuses, not only for ourselves, but for others, <clears throat> because we are terrified of change. Change feels so, so scary for our nervous systems. And this is why we have to meet ourselves where we're at, get radically honest about what's actually happening. So if you're choosing to engage in an addictive behavior or a maladaptive, you know, experience, relationship, behavior, whatever it is, even you just being able to get to the root is a huge fucking deal. And just saying like, I'm feeling really scared to stop watching TV. I'm feeling really scared to leave this partner that doesn't treat me well. I'm feeling really scared to quit my job, even though my boss is an asshole. Like starting with what is actually the emotion. And so I would wrangle with my mentor where she would ask me these questions of like, how am I actually feeling? And I wasn't connecting to the emotion. I was just connecting to like, I was letting the emotion drive the behavior. I was letting the emotion, you know, send me down this rabbit hole in my mind of all these valid excuses of like, oh, you know, like I would, I wasn't fully honest with how much TV I was watching or how much shitty food I was eating or, you know, um, <clears throat> how much fear was coming up around launching something in my business or, you know, how I was actually feeling in my relationship with her. Because for those who have been following for a long time, I had to uh, surrender to my relationship with my mentor and allow myself to experience anxious attachment with her in order to heal it. And so this ties into the topic of meeting our needs. When we shame ourselves for having needs because our adult brain goes, we're an adult, we shouldn't have these childlike needs. We are further perpetuating the trauma that we experienced in childhood of not getting our needs met, not getting our emotional needs met. And this is every single human on earth, every single human on earth, every single person with a nervous system, which is all of us, has had moments during childhood where they were not attuned to. What does attunement mean? It means a, a parent being in tune with the child's emotion. So seeing them, making eye contact with them, holding them, reassuring them, helping them feel safe, helping them self-regulate, being there to co-regulate with them validating their feelings, not validating their behavior, right? So like these are things are nuanced. And what happens is babies and children absorb the nervous system of their parents. And so if your parent, which again, all of our parents, because unless your parent has done this specific work, which I highly doubt, they are also operating from a place of survival mode, constantly feeling worried about baby, constantly feeling anxious. And yes, a new parent is going to feel fucking anxious about being a good parent. That's pretty normal. But the more grounded and safe and anxiety-free your nervous system can be, the more that you process your own stuff, the more that that is going to be absorbed by your baby. So you have to be constantly thinking about what do I want my child to be absorbing right now? And the reality is, is as a new parent, you don't even have the capacity to think about that because you're fucking exhausted, which is why doing this work is so fucking important. Doing this work before having children, if you already have children, doing this work as soon as possible so that you can spread the healing domino effect to 
your children and generations and break the generational cycles of trauma. So when we shame ourselves for having needs, I need validation, I need holding, I need someone to just be with me when I'm feeling scared. I need um, attention, right? Like if you shame yourself and you're like, well, I don't know why I need this, or I don't know why I'm acting so needy with this person. It's because there's a younger part of yourself, your inner child who did not get those needs met and they are still living within you seeking those needs from anywhere they can find them so think about who you spend the most time with who do you run to when you're feeling upset those are the things or the people or the experiences that help you feel safe in getting your needs met so for example I was talking with a client about how even something like porn can be perceived in your body as an attachment figure if you didn't have someone to soothe you, pay attention to you, meet your needs, hold space for your emotions, we will find anything. So porn can be that substitute of like, oh, this thing helps me feel soothed or this thing helps me distract from the fact that I'm feeling scared or whatever. It's the same thing with TV, with binge eating, with binge drinking, with binge smoking, with overworking, with overexercising, anything that takes you away from you. And so I want to share that this week was the first week in about six months that I have engaged in all of my former addictive behaviors. Now, why would I do this? <laughs> because for me specifically, and this might look differently for everyone, for me specifically, I was very caught in this all or nothing, like these extremes of like, I'm either eating extremely healthy or I'm eating extremely unhealthy. I'm either um, going cold turkey with dating or I'm dating all the guys. I'm either, you know, uh, barely working or I'm overworking. I operated in these extremes, which is a very common thing with borderline personality disorder, which is are the symptoms that I have since healed. And now the universe is bringing me a lot of borderline clients, which is no coincidence, which is challenging. And it's because I've healed it. And now I can spread that gift to other people struggling with those symptoms. But that is a symptom of BPD where you operate in these extremes or this all or nothing or this black or white thinking. And so for me, it's about being able to get my nervous system to a place that is flexible and that I cannot allow something to take me out and I can make decisions in a really grounded, intentional, aligned way. Does that mean it's going to be perfect? No. I ate too many French fries this week. I will just be fully radically honest about that. I've not been eating the cleanest this week. And I could have a million excuses for that. I can say, oh, well, you know, I started eating not so great while I was traveling. And so now I'm having a hard time getting back. I could say, oh, my body decided to have a fucking double period because all the time zone changes and the travel and the everything, I don't know what's happening, but like my body's confused. And so now I have my period again and I'm craving all the crappy food. I can say that a lot has happened this week. That's been really stressful. And so I deserve to treat myself. I could use all those excuses, but it's not serving me. And instead I can be radically honest with myself and say, I ate crappy food this week. And that's not how I want to be relating to food. And 
I'm not going to shame myself or beat myself up for it. I'm just going to reevaluate. Do I, does this feel good, right? Does this feel good to be putting this many French fries in my body? In the moment, it feels good because I love French fries. It's one of my favorite foods in the world and I'm going to enjoy them from time to time. And does it feel good to be eating this way all the time? No, it doesn't. And so with that honesty, I can look at, okay, where did I not honor myself when it comes to food? Where did I let those valid excuses take over rather than just being honest with what's happening? And with some of these other addictive behaviors, I had to first go cold turkey, not experiencing any of them for many, many months before I felt safe enough to engage with them in a intentional way rather than an addicted way. So last night was the first time that I have watched an episode of TV in almost six months. And there were other shows that normally I would watch. Normally in the past, I would watch Selling Sunset. <clears throat> what was the other one? <clears throat> I don't even remember. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Um, I haven't had the desire to watch TV. And the new Sex in the City came out. And I was like, that's probably something I'm going to want to watch. It feels intentional. And so I decided last night, okay, I'm going to watch an episode and see how I feel. I'm going to kind of monitor like how it affects my mood, how I feel, if I'm feeling the urge to just binge watch it and continue. And luckily, I think only one episode comes out a week, so it doesn't really allow for binging. And I discussed it with my mentor. I was like, okay, I'm going to, instead of watching one, like every night, because what would happen for me is I would then get addicted and I would get into this routine of, okay, every night I'm going to eat dinner and watch TV, eat dinner and watch TV. And it would become this pattern that was really hard to break. So last night I was like, okay, I'm going to watch one episode and then I'm not going to watch another episode tonight or the next night. I'm going to spread it out so that my body doesn't get used to that addiction and that dopamine and all of the numbing and distraction that TV does. And I also had a conversation with her around, is there anything that I'm not catching? Is there anything that I'm trying to numb? Is there anything that I'm feeling? Because this week has been incredibly challenging. Like there was a lot of stuff that happened that I had to move through. And so I wanted to be really mindful of like, am I turning to TV to numb or to distract or any of that? And so this is all part of meeting your needs as an adult, rather than letting your inner child run the show and getting radically honest about what's happening. Because the reality is, is that we're humans. And so there's going to be times where I'm like, fuck, I'm exhausted. And I just want to like, not make the healthy salad or not, you know, avoid TV or not do this. Like sometimes I, I just want to give in to all of those things. And I have to look at, is that actually going to make me feel better? Or is that going to make me feel worse? Because oftentimes we do these things because we think that they're going to help us feel better. And they end up making us feel more disconnected from ourselves. They end up making us feel more depressed, more anxious, just worse overall. And so we have to look at if we're choosing to engage in them, are we able to do so in a way where we're kind of monitoring that, where we're being mindful of that, where we're looking at like, how are we actually feeling? And that's part of meeting our needs is instead of TV, what am I actually needing? Rest. And so even being able to 
like make that switch and decipher that the past six months has been monumental because what would happen is when I would get overtired little me would like take over and throw a temper tantrum and be like oh I'm so tired and I would just like eat the food and binge watch the tv and I would just like run away from myself and now it's like oh I'm tired okay can I rest <laughs> and like it sounds so simple but we are not we have never been taught or we've never felt safe to really actually meet our needs in like an adult way and so it sounds simple of like if you're tired rest but when your nervous system is stuck in that survival mode it can feel so incredibly hard to feel safe to slow down and so even this past six months of like okay I'm tired I'm going to take a nap I'm going to stop scrolling I'm going to put the phone away I'm going to put a sound bath on I'm going to just slow down and feel safe to do that has been a game changer or like, oh, I'm craving, you know, this food. But then when I think about it, it's like, am I actually craving that? Or am I just fucking tired and I need to rest? And then when I rest, I can wake up and make decisions that actually feel nourishing and good. So again, this, it, it's not going to look perfect, right? There are times where we realize after the fact, like, oh, I didn't really honor myself or like, oh, I didn't really you know, choose the thing that felt good. But there's also this, this level of safety where it doesn't have to become rigid. And so for me, I was operating in that rigidity of like all or nothing. And when I would engage in my addictive behaviors, I made it mean something about me. I shamed myself. I'd feel so guilty. And it's like this week, I don't feel any of that. It's more of just like this mindful check-in of like, okay, I've been eating a lot of French fries this week. I'm going to start to slowly, you know, like just get back on track with not wanting to eat that many French fries. Right. But it's not like this feeling of like, oh, like, oh my God, I ate so many French fries. Like, it's not this like big weighted thing. It's just like, let's move through it. Let's just not attach on to any of the things I used to attach on to everything, literally everything. I attached on so hard to people, to things, to like control, to everything. And the ability to just be able to move through things and be honest with myself about what's happening. I'm like, I feel really tired today. I feel, you know, really angry today. Like I had a lot of anger come up this week and anger was one of those emotions that I never felt safe to feel. I never felt safe to express it. I had a lot of anger this week and I actually just allowed myself to feel it. And even just being able to be honest with that of like not pushing shit under the rug, not, not being like, oh yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Sometimes shit's not fine. And sometimes you're angry and you need to allow yourself to be angry because I guarantee you that energy that's storing in your body, it's going to come out sideways. If you're not just honest with how you feel now, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between getting radically honest around how you feel versus using that feeling as a valid excuse to engage in behaviors that are not going to serve you. So if I feel angry and I'm just like, fuck everything, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, don't show up for my clients. I sabotage my business. I yell at people. Like 
that's not helpful. But if I'm just like, wow, I feel so fucking angry and I'm just going to allow myself to express that in a safe way and take time to feel it in my body and allow it to move through me, that is really, really going to serve you. Because if not, it just pence up and then it comes out in sneaky other ways because you don't actually feel safe to express it. So that's part of learning how to meet our needs is let's stop denying that we have needs. I had the biggest validation wound ever. Like I needed so much validation and there was so much shame that came with this, that it took a long time for me to fully surrender to like giving little me that reparative experience where she felt so invalidated. And being able to give that to myself, being able to ask my mentor for that, being able to get that from their people, but doing so in a way where I was actually aware and honest with what I was needing rather than trying to get it in sneaky, crafty ways. And that's also a symptom of BPD is crafty ways where you're trying to get it in sneaky ways because you have so much shame around needing it. And then it can come off manipulative. But the person experiencing it, it's not that they're trying to be manipulative. They're just trying to get their needs met. But you have to look at where are you allowing your shame or your needs to kind of, or the shame around your needs to take over where you then don't feel safe to just ask for what you need and accept when some people are not going to be able to give you that and it's not their responsibility to, and that's the value of being able to do this work in a safe container with a healer like myself or my mentor or my colleagues, where we can hold you and help give little you that reparative experience. That is the bulk of the work I do is like, let's give little you the reparative experience they need so that eventually they won't need it anymore. I literally never thought I would be able to say sitting here, that I have healed my validation wound. I don't need validation to feel safe anymore. Of course, every single human wants validation. We want to feel heard. We want to feel seen. We want to feel cared for. But the beautiful thing about all of this is that when you allow yourself to have your needs and be honest about what you need and hold yourself accountable in getting your needs met in a, not a controlling manipulative way, but just in an honest open-hearted way, you get to a place where you don't need it. And then because you don't need it for, for safety, you're not as graspy. And then you actually end up getting it more than if you're like forcing it, you just end up getting it naturally. Like now I get, I get natural validation. Like my mentor will just be like, I'm so proud of you. And it's like, I'm not asking for her to say that, or I'm not asking for her to validate, but it happens so much more naturally because I'm not this graspy baby anymore. And I say that with so much compassion and love. It's not like shaming you if you are that graspy baby. It's having deep compassion for that inner child that is just trying to get their needs met. So it's a really nuanced, challenging balance of how can we be honest with ourselves about what we need and not shame ourselves for it. But of course, being and feeling the shame as it comes up because we probably were shamed for it in childhood while also holding ourselves accountable for how we're relating around that need, for how we're asking for that need, how we're behaving related to that need, because that can be a slippery slope of like, well, I just did this because I needed validation. It's like, 
yes, you can have that need and you can have the fear that is underneath the feeling of being invalidated. And that's not an excuse to engage in harmful behaviors in your relationships. And this was something I had to get so radically honest about, which was terrifying, was looking at how my behaviors and my close intimate relationships were affecting the person. It made them feel controlled. It made them feel manipulated. It made them feel suffocated. And then I've also been on the receiving end of that where I've had clients and friends and loved ones with similar BPD symptoms. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I want to fucking run away. And I have to remember like, okay, this is that extreme fear of abandonment. BPD is just an extreme fear of abandonment, anxious attachment, an extreme fear of abandonment. Any way that your trauma shows up, it's an extreme fear of abandonment. We all just have an abandonment wound. We have a feeling safe wound. There were times in childhood we didn't feel safe. That's all of us. So the more honest we are about what we need and how we feel and not making excuses, not going down rabbit holes in our minds, getting defensive, justifying, deluding ourselves. Like, where are you not being honest with yourself around what's out of alignment in your life? relationships, jobs, family, not setting boundaries. Right now in this present moment, it's the most in alignment I've ever been in my life. I love where I live. I have beautiful relationships. I feel so fucking safe being single right now and exploring some dating. I love what I do. I love my business. I love showing up for this. I love doing this work. There's so much that's in alignment and there are things that are still getting more and more in alignment, like my relationship with money, my relationship with food, my relationship with my body. There are still things that I'm continuously wanting to be in alignment. And I have goals. I have money goals. I have fitness goals. I have health goals. I have different goals that I haven't quite gotten to yet. And so it's this continual process of taking that action and doing the work to get more and more into alignment. Because the thing is, we're always meant to grow. There's never going to be a time where we're like, boop, we're fully in alignment and there's nothing else we want to work on. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just like we've gotten to this place where we feel really in alignment and now it's just like continuing and deepening it and further integrating it. That's absolutely a possibility. And we're always going to have desires, right? Like life is short where we want to travel, we want to do things, we want to experience things. So just taking a breath and encourage you to just look at how all of this is landing for you. This can be a really triggering topic. When I ask my clients to get radically honest about how they actually feel, the challenging part is that they've never felt safe to look at their truth, their authenticity. It's always been feeling like they've had to prioritize how things are perceived by others or how others will think about things. Let me save you a lot of fucking time. It doesn't fucking matter what anyone else thinks. And I know I can say that and it can feel completely untrue in your body. And so you have to meet yourself where you're at. And that's an example of being radically honest. I care about what other people think. Like literally just say that. I care about what other people think. I care about the impression that I'm giving off in my business, my relationship, my home, my whatever it is, start there. If that's what feels true for you, start there, but don't 
fool yourself. Don't pretend that you don't give a shit if you do give a shit. I'm only at the place of not giving a shit because I allowed myself the time to give a shit. And that's where we have to start is looking at, okay, why hasn't it felt safe or where in my life has it not felt safe to focus on my opinion rather than other people's opinions? And with anxious attachment and codependency and BPD and fear of abandonment and all of this, it's ingrained. It's ingrained in you. And especially in children during childhood, it's ingrained in you to make sure mommy and daddy are okay before you're okay, because they have to be okay for you to be okay. That's literally how codependency works. It's like, I'm dependent on you feeling okay for me to feel okay. And so of course, we're going to think about what other people, or we're going to care about what other people think. We're going to think about what they think. And it's a constant, continual practice of coming home to yourself. What feels true for you? Are you actually unsafe if someone disapproves or someone looks at you in a way and like, oh, I don't know why you're doing that. Or I don't know why you're with this person. Or I don't know why you quit that job. Or I don't know why. Like we're, we live our lives dictated by the opinions of others and we suffer, we get sick, we get broke, we stay addicted, we stay stuck and we stay deluding ourselves. So meet yourself where you're at. If you're at the place where you're like, I'm fucking terrified to do something that my family won't approve of, that my partner won't approve of, that my friends won't approve of, and I feel really scared, we can work with that. That's okay. It's okay to feel scared. It makes sense that you'd feel scared. That's little you running the show and there's no shame in that. Let's just be honest with what's happening. And that's something we can work with in helping you build that safety and taking baby steps to show your nervous system that you are safe to make different choices and to have your behavior and your actions aligning with your truth, your authenticity, your vision, rather than the opinions of others. Because realistically, you cannot make everyone happy. Everyone wants something different. And when people are more focused on you and your life than they are on their own, that's their own shit. That's them not being able to feel safe to focus on themselves. And that's their own inner child. That's their own trauma that you are not responsible for, that you do not need to take on. Do you know how many people I had to hurt and, and disappoint by choosing me? A lot. I moved across the country from my entire family, from all the people that I knew and love and felt safe with in my comfort zone. Do you think it didn't hurt my family that I moved across the country from them? My 92-year-old grandpa who called me every day saying, when, are, when am I going to see you? This shit's not easy. Do you think I felt safe to tell all my colleagues that I fucking burned my licensure papers? Or tell, call it, making that phone call to my dad when he really wanted me to get licensed and telling him, dad, I burned my papers. I didn't even ask him first. I didn't tell him. I didn't ask for permission. I just did it. This shit is not easy. And I can confidently say that I'm happier now in this present moment than I've ever been in my life. Because when we continue to choose other people, when we continue to choose attachment over authenticity, we suffer. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that there's not fear. There's a lot of fear. Fear is supposed to be there. But when you can stop making the fear mean that you're doing something wrong, 
and the shame mean that you're doing something wrong and just say, oh, it makes sense that I'm feeling afraid because I'm making changes and I'm changing the way in which I'm relating and showing my body a new way of safety. And this feels terrifying because I've known no other way of safety other than the way that I've been relating my whole life. Then you can work with it. You can meet yourself where you're at. You can feel the fear. You can reach out for support. That's what I do with my clients. I co-regulate with them. I hold their hand so that when they take really scary leaps, they know that they're going to survive. They know that they're going to have a safe place to land on the other side. And the clients who are willing to make scary, huge fucking leaps the way that I have done, the way that my mentor has done, the way that some of my other clients have done, those are the clients that experience the full freedom effect of doing this work. Those are the clients that experience the full rewiring of their nervous system. But if you just continue to engage in the same behaviors, the same excuses, the same letting fear drive the show, you're going to just stay stuck. And I want everyone to feel so fucking free and lit up by their life. I don't want you to just settle for good enough. I want you to wake up and feel so fucking alive. I want you to wake up and feel so grateful and in awe of your life. I want you to feel so free to choose whatever you want to choose and do whatever you want to do and live out your soul's purpose and not waste time and energy on shit that just doesn't fucking matter and things that are not people, things, experiences that are not your responsibility. I want you to feel safe to choose you and commit to you and go all in on you because when you do so, that is the best possible outcome for all involved. That is how healing spreads. When you start relating differently, you allow others to relate differently. I'm seeing this in the book I'm reading right now. I'm seeing this in the clients that I, I had a session with yesterday where my client related differently and allowed their family member to relate differently. I see it in my own life every fucking single day that when I related differently, I allowed this person to soften and relate differently. You have to go first. You have to be the leader. You can't wait on others to save you or hold your hand. You have to be the one to do it. And I know how scary that feels because I've been through it. It's fucking terrifying. And I promise you, you're not going to die. I promise you, you are safe. I promise you, even if you lose people, I have lost people. And I've also just shifted my relationships with people. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose people, but you might. And you have to be okay with the unknown around that. And it's okay to feel terrified about that. But why are you willing to sacrifice your happiness, your one precious wild life? Because there's a risk of losing people. Why are you willing to sacrifice yourself for another person? And that's where you have to get radically honest about where you're not meeting your own needs. Because that's doing a disservice to everyone. So I know this can be really painful, hard stuff to look at. And I promise you, the more that you do it, the more that you will allow yourself to shift. And the more you allow yourself to shift, the more you allow others to shift. And this is how we heal the world. Like this work is how we heal the world, <laughs> which is why I get so fired up about it because it's so fucking important. Like, oh, it's so important. It's literally the most important thing you could ever do. It shifts how you, it literally gives you a whole new way of feeling in life. Like, why wouldn't you want that? 
I want that for you so badly, but I can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. I said that to a client this week. I'm like, I can't want this for you more than you want it for yourself. The reason why I've shifted the way I have is because I, I wanted nothing more than to heal. I didn't want to feel this way anymore. I wanted to feel differently. And so I had to do different. So if this is resonating for you and you are feeling ready to leap into this world, please, please, please DM me, head to the link in my bio and Instagram, look into the different ways of doing this work. I have a really exciting new program that I'm going to be announcing in a couple days that I'm going to do a separate pod episode about. So stay tuned for that. I also have my course, The Secure Entrepreneur. The price is going up. From 444 to 777, this is seven modules with pre-work on all about anxious attachment, the nervous system. There's a Kajabi community group for you to ask questions and connect with one another. It's for the entrepreneur who no longer wants to relate from their anxious attachment and who wants to relate from a secure, powerful, grounded, aligned, authentic place. We need your authenticity and we cannot get it if you're still relating through your trauma responses. And once you do this work, you realize how pretty much 99% of the way that you've been relating is trauma and your mind is fucking blown. You're like, what? <laughs> and it's painful. There's a grieving process of like having to look at how you've been relating. And when you are free and safe to clear all those trauma responses and you just get to relate from your authenticity, there's nothing more freeing. Your mind just gets clear, your body gets still, things just feel expansive and just so much more full and complete and whole. Oh, it's the best natural drug there is. Healing so you feel safe to expand and create your life. So the Secure Entrepreneur and then we have our men's group that we're enrolling for as well as the next round for my women's group which will be in the fall for anxiously attached women. And then one-on-one -on -one spots are looking a little skim right now because uh, I just got a new client and my schedule is pretty full um, but you can DM me to get on a wait list for when a spot opens so those are all the ways I think I might be missing one but no I think that's everything <laughs> DM me if you want to chat my DMs are always open I love connecting with my community and yeah just if you need anything, I'm here. I'm here to spread this work, to spread this healing work to everyone. It is my greatest mission to help you create a life beyond your wildest dreams and to feel what you need to feel. You need to feel it to heal it. All right. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you next week.